Seven minutes it is after 8 p.m. You tuned into Metro FM Talk here on Metro FM. Love to hear from you. Share with us your perspectives on that story there of Omnia. As I said, it's a developing story. And one wonders uh, how that one's going to pan out. And uh, when we look at uh, the acquisitions that happened in rapid succession, and of course, uh, all of that are always a gamble uh, because uh, you can acquire eight companies and never know uh, the uh, context and marketplace they, those companies operate in and how that is going to fare uh, because, frankly, you can't control the future. But that being said, we shift our attention now to uh, our conversation uh, around uh, mental health and traditional treatment. Now, uh, uh, it's certainly a major challenge and uh, I don't think it needs any stating uh, for us uh, here on this particular platform uh, because uh, we do know, uh, even from numbers coming out of the South African Federation for Mental Health, uh, who released a study, Young People and Mental Health in a Changing World, mm-hmm. Snapshots and Solutions, that one of the key areas, uh, of course, is the impact of inequality and poverty on the mental well-being of not only young South Africans, but uh, South Africans in general. And today, I'm going to be joined in studio. I'm already joined, I should say, by someone who uh, knows uh, uh, quite a bit about this uh, space and, uh, of course, has done extensive work in uh, the intersection of modern, or I should say Western psychology, if I can put it that way, and uh, African uh, methods of healing uh, as they relate, of course, to this uh, challenge of uh, mental well-being. Uh, her name is uh, Snetema Nombala Makanya, a PhD student in medical humanities and psychology and a spiritual healer and uh, also attached to the Witz Institute for Social and Economic Research. She now joins me in studio. Togoza, Mama Gujan. Togoza, Ninjan Skorna, skorna. It's good to be here. Pleasure to be here. Mm. I mean, uh, you, you're a spiritual healer, but you've also decided to go the PhD route. And, yeah. uh, and I'm quite interested, I mean, in uh, the... Uh, crux of the work that you are undertaking now yeah. and uh, in your PhD project, and maybe that might be a good place to start. Sure, I actually think I was an academic before. I was a spiritual healer, okay. but also I think seeing the gap within the academy and the people that I was seeing on a day-to-day basis mm. is something that pushed me towards eventually doing a PhD. Um, it's no secret that we've been colonized for sure. many, 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 many years. And so a lot of the theories that we're learning within the academy mm. are also racist um, in in conception. And so black people, I'll say this, black people are lesser than. Mm. So not enough time and not enough effort has been put into researching the indigenous knowledge systems sure, from which sure. we come from. And so I think throughout my academic life, that's always been... That thorn mm, and the contest, yeah, the mm. contest of yeah, but but you guys are saying this, but I know that it's not like this, mm, it's like this, mm. and so I'm 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 here now. I, it's been a windy journey. I've I trained in drama actually. That's where um, my understanding or the feeling of being called began when I was on stage. Something else took over. Sure. Until then, I realized because I was born in a Christian home. Mm. Until I realized that there was something other than sure. God. Um, that was wanting to work through me. And so from drama, I went into drama therapy. From drama therapy, found myself being called to be a spiritual healer, Mm. doing that for a while, but then also trying to reconcile the tradition, the Western tradition that I've, uh, I was sure. brought up in and what was happening to me at the time. Okay. Yeah. I'm in conversation with a PhD student in uh, medical humanities and psychology and also spiritual healer, Snetema Nombala Makanya. And uh, we're talking about the intersection uh, between 
Western psychology and, of course, uh, uh, African uh, systems of healing and, uh, of course, how these uh, relate and uh, treat issues of mental well-being, in particular as it relates to young people. And, of course, no better person to speak to me about this than Usnatemba. Uh, and I'd love to hear your perspectives as well. Give us a ring on 89 uh, 0891013377. Let's take this brief break and on the other side we continue our conversation. Stay tuned. Some throwbacks deserve a comeback, like Amakum Kedlela, Moonpacks, and even the greeting Who's It? That's why Hunters, the original side, is on a mission to refresh cool and bring back the old school. All you got to do is follow at Hunter Cider on Facebook, share throwbacks that deserve a comeback, and you could win refreshing prizes. Hunters, refreshes like nothing on earth. Drink responsibly, not for sale to persons under the age of 18. Twelve minutes it is after 8 p.m. And uh, we continue our conversation. Uh, I'm in conversation uh, with Usnetemba uh, Numbala Makanya, a PhD a student in medical humanities and psychology and a spiritual healer. And, uh, you know, before we went to the break, I guess you, you were outlining uh, the, the challenge that you have internally when it comes to, um, uh, I guess, Western systems of knowledge and how those have interacted historically with uh, our own systems of knowledge as African people. Um, and in many ways, I guess it's created this whole you know, black magic kind of phenomenon mm. uh, of othering it and uh, really, I guess, mysticizing it in ways that are very unhelpful yeah. for, for, for where we are now. I want us to maybe start off and say, you know, wh- when, a, when a patient or somebody presents with certain uh, things in relation to their mental well-being, how does the Western system of psychology and that body of knowledge uh, engage with that person that makes it distinctly different to how we would do it uh, in Obunyanga uh, uh, as African people? So maybe I can start from the um, the point of colonization, right? And how we were able to be colonized because we were always thought of as lesser than. And so a lot of Western philosophy came out of the looking at white man as human and everything lesser than mm. white man. Mm. And so already if then you're coming from um, that theoretical basis, then obviously a black person is going to be lesser than white man. Um, And obviously the black experience, which is very much unlike the white man experience, is always going to be lesser than, it's always going to be deficit, it's always going to be ill, something that needs to be fixed. And so what I, my attention in psychology is that we always started from a position of illness. Mm. Um, They don't act in the way that we act. Therefore, they are ill. This is why they were able to have apartheid. I mean, the father of apartheid was a psychologist because of using those theories that were imported from the West Mm. and then kind of brought into a South African context. So that even now, even though we say that we are, quote unquote, outside of apartheid, those same similar systems still are still at work. So we don't really understand the nature of the human outside of the white man human. Mm. Um, So uh, you go into a psychologist and a psychologist is automatically looking for what's wrong with you. Whereas then I would say, even though when we go to to consult with a healer, we're going obviously because we're ill, Inyanga will begin by saying, well, what's right with you? Who are you? Mm. And where then? is the imbalance. You know what I mean? And so I find that, and I'm not saying that psychology as a Western construct is useless. I feel like it's given us a lot of, um, it's given us a lot of frameworks that we can work with. It's given us maybe a deeper understanding into the workings of the mind, mental health. 
However, if we then leave African knowledge out of it, then we've got a different structure of the human mm-hmm. from um, the mind, body, spirit that were sold. And so in my research, I found Uguti, it's not so much mind, body, spirit, but spirit, soul, body with the mind permeating the spirit, the soul and the, mi- and the body. And so if the spirit, the soul and the body have all have a mind linked to it, then mental illness or mental health takes on a, a different turn than if the mind was just one facet of the human that didn't mm. run through the soul, the spirit, and, and the body. Um, so it's really about, I mean, I mean, this convergence of presence of the mind in the soul, in the spirit, and in many other well, places. Well, definitely, yeah. if we're trying to find, because what traditional healers do, and I would suppose every type of healer, even within a biomedicine um, um, background, looks for, well, why, why is this person ill? Mm. However, in, 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 in traditional healing, and I, I call myself a spiritual healer as opposed to traditional healer because even traditional kind of gives you the impression of it was something way back then mm. that doesn't Ghetto operate now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So I think spiritual healer for me, even though it's not the right term for now, makes it not something that's stuck in the past, but something that we are continuously evolving in mm. and evolving with and then being able to then work around a specific canon mm. or specific knowledge system that looks at the human in its... in, in in, 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 in holistically sure spirit soul body and how all of these work with each other and then what are the implications of the, on the mind when mm. we're speaking about mental health and so you find like a condition like schizophrenia where you go to a psychologist it's a tick list is this person hearing voices yes mm. is this person acting strange yes we're not asking what are these voices saying mm. or why is this person acting strange because we don't really have a context within western psychology of these voices are actually voices from the blood of the person sure. but also in the generational lineage of the person and so maybe the mental illness that we're dealing with is not this person that is sitting with us mm. but rather an aspect of generational trauma because mm. obviously as a country we've been through so much I, our older generations who are living through us also need to work through that trauma in their, sure, own, in sure. their own way you speak about the canon and I guess uh, how that translates into what is deemed to be knowledge and what is deemed yes. transferable in training in uh, academ- academic sort of teaching. Yeah. Um, and I'm quite interested in uh, how you compare and contrast the process of Induaso, mm-hmm. for instance, mm-hmm. alongside whatever formal academic training one would get in the psychological sphere. Yeah. And, and we often say, Sizoti colonizer. And so how does that then sort of translate into this new academy, this new canon uh, and how do we ensure that Intuaso has as much of a voice in that canon as, of course, maybe the uh, uh, Western ones, if not more? You know, it's so sad because in these conversations, I keep on going back to colonization, right? And institutionalization, which came with colonization. Mm. And part of me wants to say, and this is my own opinion, right? There is something institutional about Intuaso itself Definitely. in mm. the way in which we've progressed as a country, as a practice, and obviously within the restrictions that we have felt during apartheid, colonization, etc. Um, but ultimately for me, Indwaso has given me the opportunity to look at another way of education, where education isn't someone wiser than me, the teacher, telling mm. me what to do, but where I have all of this knowledge because I, I have it through my dreams mm. or my body feels specific or experience things. The world. Or I experience mm. the world or I yeah. think in a specific way that's maybe linked to Ufuzo. Mm. It's linked to my ancestors, not because I'm called to be a Sangoma, but because my ancestors have passed down knowledge to me. And so 
within Indwasa, what's meant to happen as opposed to someone instructing you is someone being able to unearth this knowledge and help you make sense of and it. And facilitate that process. And facilitate that process because also, if it's your Twasa, it's for a specific calling. Mm. So for me, for example, there's obviously the ubunyanga aspect to me but there's also the very much academic mm. you know the the, the 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 fact that my ancestors put me within a western academy they trusted me to be there and there's knowledge that they had that they feel fits into an academy mm. not necessarily the western academy but the academy the knowledge system in which they come from and so it's about well what does the learner know that mm. we need to unearth from the learner in order for them to be able to have a say in today? And I think it's worthy enough to make its own contribution, exactly. its own right, and yeah. on its own terms to that particular canon. Let's take this brief break. I want to hear from you. Give me a ring on 089-110-3377. On the other side, also going to be checking out those tweets. Do send them through. Use the hashtag, hashtag MetroFMTalk, and uh, you can also tweet us on at MetroFMSA and tweet me on at AYGANGWIKAMAPONGUBANGUMSHABA. Some throwbacks deserve a comeback. Uh, Hunters, the premium side, is on a mission to refresh cool and bring back the old school. Can you refresh cool? If so, tune in to 9 to Midnight with Centler this week and join the coolest conversation uh, to share your throwbacks that deserve a comeback. Follow at Hunters Cider and Metro FM on Facebook for more information. Brought to you by Hunters, the original cider that refreshes like nothing on earth. Drink responsibly, not for sale to persons under the age of 18. Twenty-two minutes it is after eight p.m. Uh, in conversation and uh, talking, of course, about uh, the uh, intersections between, I guess, the Western uh, archive when it comes to uh, psychology and, of course, uh, African uh, spirituality. And I'm um, in conversation with spiritual healer and a PhD candidate at uh, Wits University, also uh, attached to the Wits Institute of Social and Economic Research, Snetemba Nombala uh, Makanya, and Snetemba. Just as we continue with our conversation, um, you mentioned just before we went to the break that uh, in as much as, yes, uh, our spirituality and our experiences as African people and that kind of African personhood requires to be expressed and deserves to be expressed in in that canon, there's also a big part for me that is contextual about uh, the incidence of mental uh, well-being or lack thereof in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, you see it when people say there's a relationship between heavily unequal societies and high incidences of mental uh, 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 health issues. You see it when people say in context of great poverty, uh, lack and want, there's always a great incidence of uh, mental health issues. How, how do we begin to contextualize that and understand that in this experience of colonization, dispossession um, and lack of personhood that we've experienced as African people? Yeah, yeah, okay. So um, the view of the human within traditional healing is a continuity. Um, you were alive before you're alive in the physical, and you'll, ca- you'll carry on being alive after you, your physical has, mm. has passed away. Um, our ancestors are alive in us. They're in our blood, they're in our spirits, they're in our souls. And so when our ancestors lost that land, right, um, it wasn't something that was happy for them. When our ancestors were brutally murdered by people who stole that land, all of that stays in our blood. And so, yes, right now, maybe I'm struggling with the fact that I don't have 14 rand to buy bread, but that comes from a long line of suffering. Um, 
already the fact that I can't buy bread is enough for me to be mentally a bit off because, look, I have children that need to eat. But if that's been repeated over generations and generations and generations, that gets blocked somewhere within Mm. our blood, more especially then when we say that our ancestors come back Mm. and they live through us. So not only a snare, Snetemba Nombala, a single mother, sitting here in front of you thinking, where am I going to get bread for my child? I'm also thinking about my grandfather who's continuously coming to me in dreams saying, but I lost my land and I'm buried somewhere where you guys cannot find me. Mm. And all of that feeds into the state. And so, I mean, I sometimes feel a bit pessimistic and say, well, but how can we be well Mm. where we have relatives within our blood that, that don't know home? that died somewhere in the felt, no one's gone to fetch them. Mm. No one's done the rituals to integrate them within their ancestors because even um, an ancestor that hasn't been integrated after after they passed from the physical realm with the ancestors in the other realm is a wandering ancestor that will want some kind of a closure mm. and they'll be continuously coming back to us. And the problem with us because of colonization is that we don't know those rituals. And so it's almost mm. like a vicious cycle carrying on and on yeah. unless someone says, no, there's a point where we need to lay those ancestors to rest. Mm. We need to deal with the fact that your great, 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 great uncle was killed in war or the fact that your grandmother passed away crying because now her land was taken mm. then what is health then let's pause there slightly for a second please put on your headphones uh, and uh, while we take uh, one of our uh, callers here uh, I've got um, Naledi who's all the way out uh, in uh, Johannesburg Naledi good evening to you how are you hi Naledi hi 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 how are you I'm good on you. Very well, thank you. Please go ahead. Um, so I'm a doctor, right? And this whole topic, I, I want, I'm an aspiring psychiatrist. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this whole topic is so close to my heart because um, one of the things I want to focus on as a psychiatrist in general is the whole, it, it, this has opened a whole new world to me because the way I see it, it's all the matter of traditional aspects of things hinders the treatment mm-hmm. of patients as far as their psychiatric conditions are concerned, you know? Because it's always like, okay, in, 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 our, in our traditions, we have a different belief. But um, in, in Western medicine and the psychiatric aspects of things, we always want to diagnose this with an schizophrenic because mm. they're hearing things, they're seeing things, you know. And, but we're, we're, we're now we're talking about the fact that, no, man, there's another realm into this other than just the, um, the westernized um, education aspect of it, you know. It's just opened my eyes to a whole new world. Ah, oh, man, I'm glad we could, we could assist in that. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that experience thank with us, uh, Naledi. Uh, Naledi calling us all the way out in Joburg there. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, Snatham, unfortunately, uh, as, as we near the end of our conversation, and I, I, I hope I can bring you back for part two for, of this conversation. Definitely. Uh, uh, because uh, it's certainly a conversation where we've just touched on the surface. I think there's all manner of things that uh, we still need to go into and unpack. Mm. Uh, but uh, just your response, I guess, to what Naledi is saying, that uh, oftentimes uh, the Western canon sees, uh, you know, African explanations of what is seen as, I guess, um, deviant behavior. Yeah. I hate to use that word, but that's how the canon sees it. Uh, deviant behavior. And when we're able to explain this is to say, in a mm-hmm. certain kind of way, mm-hmm. uh, people see that as a deterrent or, you know, people deterring this person from going and taking treatment. H- how do we begin to have a different language in our own communities, in the spaces that we occupy about these things without, uh, I guess, um, you know, dismissing what uh, are valid things on mm-hmm. either side? 
You know, I think I always begin talks by saying I'm not coming from an either or. Mm. We have gone too far in this world for us to say it's either this way or sure. that way. We can no longer compare. I always think about it as expanding the notion of what it means to be human. Mm. So really any other exp- I mean, as I said before, I, 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 I respect the Western canon for what it's given us, the rigor, the categories. However, that's not the only way. And so we need to start thinking of if schizophrenia within the West is thought of as hearing voices and hallucinating, can we then look at the content and what is it telling us about the person we're working with? So it's really about looking at the person in front of me and looking at them as a whole person, mm. not just a body or a number or a mind. There's also a spirit. There's also a soul. There's a long lineage. Um, what is the map of this person? And how can we then begin to work together? Because I also think the Western canon has not taken enough um, time to understand how it is that we work as traditional mm. healers. Mm. And if they now understand the cosmology from which we come from and the way in which we view the human, they'll see that they can go this far and then we can take the baton to this far. And there's moments where we say, you know what, actually, this is a chemical imbalance. Maybe a doctor mm. is better able to sure. deal with this. But having gone through mm, the checklist of are all the spirits or is this person's soul? Mm. Okay. And the scope, of course, in what you're saying for that complement to happen between the two. Definitely. Awesome stuff. Uh, thank you so much for uh, taking time to speak out uh, and uh, sp- uh, sorry, speak to us uh, this evening. Snatema Numbala Makanya, PhD student in medical humanities and psychology and also a spiritual healer, uh, also attached to the Witz Institute of Social and Economic Research. Togo was a put ayabonga siabonga.